just a very quick intro. And this month being breast cancer month, it kind of got me thinking, do you know what? Men, men get breast cancer too, you know? Yeah. Men, men get breast cancer too. And it, it just suddenly dawned on me. So, uh, I mean, my shout out this week is uh, for any, you know, men, you know, you feel anything around the chest, around your breast that, you, that you're not happy with, get it checked out because yeah. um, men get breast cancer too. So this month, you know, with, um, you know, Leanne and Black Women Rising and what, have you really been pushing this? And um, yeah, it just got me thinking that, you know, it, 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 we should mention that men do get breast cancer too. So, men, you're listening to this and you feel anything unusual in the, in the, in the breast or whatever and you're not happy with it, you know what to do. Get yourself down to the doctors or whatever and get yourself checked out just to be on the safe side. So, that's my message out um, this week. My guest um, this week is uh, Tawanda. Now, Tawanda, I met on a, the Black Women Rising podcast. And it was for the first time that um, Leanne and Charlotte and the Black Women Rising charity invited men to actually speak about their experiences. So that's where I met Tawanda. Blimey, he's um, what an incredible, incredible young man. I've got to say, I'm delighted to have him on you know, this podcast because his story is truly inspiring. And it's even more inspiring because He's actually going through cancer treatment at the moment. Um, so I, I can't wait for you to hear, hear this and uh, hear his story. So, Tawanda, welcome. Hello, um, Charlie. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, my friend. I've been, obviously, we, we chatted last week, didn't we? And um, I've been looking forward to this podcast all week. Um, so, so, welcome. First of all, obviously, this podcast is around dealing with cancer returning. I mean, I'd just like to begin. Just tell us your story. Okay. I'll, I'll try and make it brief because it's, yeah, it's a I, long yeah. story. So I was, I was diagnosed in 2014, in September 2014, two weeks before I was meant to go to university. Diagnosed with a pneumonia brain tumor, which is a, it's a rare type of tumor. Brain tumors are already rare, but pneumonia is even more rare. So when I was diagnosed, I'd been having symptoms for some, some years. And um, I'd been to doctors and back and forth for, I'd say, about two years. Like the symptoms started very mild and then they just kept on increasing and until yeah the point when i couldn't couldn't go out by myself because i was scared to go out because of my balance my vision yeah my vision had gone bad i was seeing i was seeing things in double vision mm. balance had gone bad really bad and i was vomiting nearly like every day in the morning mm. yeah and um i was i was misdiagnosed because the gp thought that what was wrong with me was it was an ear it was something wrong with the ear 
So that's that's what we all thought. Even my family members, my mum, we never thought that it was something this big until they finally referred me for MRI scan. Because mm. before, um, they hadn't referred me for MRI scan because they didn't think it was something major. They just they sent me off for blood tests. They came back, everything was okay. They gave me antibiotics multiple times, which that helped. And then when it came back, it was a lot worse when the symptoms came back. So, um, yeah, so I got diagnosed in 2014, September. And then I had surgery. It was meant to be the next day because of how serious the situation was. The brain tumor had grown to 5.5 centimeters on the posterior fossa, so that's at the back. But then that didn't happen because there was a lot of risks. And with how big the tumor and where it was, they, the surgeon and the doctors put me on steroids for seven days whilst I was in hospital. So I was, I was on them every day. The whole point of me being on the steroids was so they could try and shrink, shrink the swelling of the brain tumor. On the seventh day, I had the first surgery. And that surgery was meant to be seven to eight hours. But then it doubled the time. It was 14 hours because, yeah, they... They had some complications, and yeah, it was it was very risky. It was a risky procedure. So, um, yeah, they were only able to remove some of the tumor, so they had to go back in, and they done that seven days later. So, like, whilst I was waiting, I was hospital bound. I was just in bed, couldn't do much because I just. Had a major operation. The, they cut over my skull, the back of my skull, so they could get into the to the brain. So on the seventh day, it, it was eight hours, and yeah, after that, yeah, that's when everything was different. I was I was struggling to even breathe, so they just put me on a, a breathing tube, and um, I couldn't talk. I couldn't swallow. So I was put in ICU for for about four weeks. So until I was I was um, able to do more things and yeah and um yeah wow um, um yeah sorry about that no that's all right Twanda yeah just take your time I know this is I know this is tough. Um, but what you're doing is absolutely incredible because, you know, people need to know what, you know, the, the nature of these treatments, the nature of um, these cancers, the impact that these cancers have and the battle that you have to go through to overcome treatment after treatment, setback after setback. and. Uh, honestly, I can't tell you, you're, you are incredibly brave for doing this. So, no, so take your time. 
Yeah, take your time. Um, in, in terms of your treatment, in terms of what's happening, where, where are you now? Um, I can carry on so it will make more sense. Yeah, 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 of course. So after the, yeah, after, after I was in IC for four weeks, I was mm. still bedbound. I was in hospital. I got transferred to HDU. So that's mm. independence unit. I was there for one week. I was still hospital bound. And then that's when I started to work with the physiotherapists. Okay. And the speech to language therapists. And yeah, because I, I was still unable to do these, these small things like talking, walking. So yeah, I was in there for, for one week and then they transferred me to the ward. And I was there for another four weeks. And then, yeah, within that four weeks, I was, I was going through rehabilitation with the physiotherapists, with the speech and language therapists. And then after that four weeks, that's when I got transferred to William Mark. Mm. And that's when I started therapy treatment. So that went on for six weeks. It was every day, Monday to Friday. And then when I finished that, that's when I got discharged. Mm -hmm. I was in hospital for three months. So first off, King's College Hospital, and then Royal Mars. And then after that, I took a gap year. Mm. And I went to university the year after. And then I completed first year of university, second year of university. Mm. And then it returned. The brain tumor returned. So I had to have another so they could remove it so I wouldn't get the symptoms and I wouldn't get the complication like before. Yeah. I did have symptoms like my throat had gone weak. I'd lost some muscle mass. I was feeling dizzy and losing balance, but not as much as previous time because it weren't the tumor wasn't as big. So I had the surgery. There was no complications. I was out of hospital within nine days. My right leg was weak on in my right shoulder. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I couldn't lift up my leg, my right leg, for some days. I had to build that muscle up. And um, my shoulder was very weak. And this went on for months. So I had to have rehabilitation. So with a physiotherapist. And then I took another gap here because I just had major operation. And I went through radiotherapy treatment. Again, for six weeks, Monday to Friday. And then, yeah, after a year, I went back to university to do my final year. And then, during, well, just before I went into my final year, um, the oncologist had told me that it's returned. I had an option whether to go to university or to deal with it. And 
Yeah, the oncologist had gave me option. Those different treatments that, that I could go to university, but then I'd be having chemotherapy treatment, tablet form, but then it would make me tired. So my decision was to just to go to university and for them to keep an eye on it because they said that they could do that. So they were doing they were doing regular scans, regular scans to see if there's any growth. And bear in mind, I was having MRI scans every three months. Yeah. So I was diagnosed every three months, and I'm still having it now. So, yeah, I completed my final year, which was a very, very tough year because I, yeah, it was very tough um, mentally, physically, emotionally. And plus the work from university, dissertation, 10,000 words. Yeah. And most of my friends had, had graduated. So I had to pretty much new friends. Yeah, it was very tough. How many years did it take you for to, to complete your degree while going through all this? It took me five, five years. Wow, mate. You, honestly, that is truly amazing really is to battle and to keep going like that to complete your degree while going through that is absolutely incredible you guys just listen to this and take this in um sorry to under continue because yeah amazing thank you it's yes yeah, taking me back memory lane <laughs> yes yeah. fine um a lot more people need to know about how tough it is. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, I finally graduated in 2019. Wow. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the graduation ceremony was, it was amazing because um, I didn't think that I would be able to graduate because, yeah, that year was very difficult and, um, Mentally, yeah, it was hard because the previous years I had my friends around um, and um, I had my ex, so first year and second year. And yeah, that, that helped a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't have, I didn't have that. Um, so it was, it was a lot more harder. So when I, when I finally graduated, yeah, the ceremony was, yeah probably the best day of my life mm, yeah so good and but then after that yeah um, I had to come back the, to the reality that yeah the tumor wasn't just it wasn't just in one place it was in two places brain and spine there's one in the brain and then a couple in the spine so yeah um it was it was hard and then um if a couple of months after so two three months after mm -hmm. i started treatment but this time it was different it wasn't surgery it was chemotherapy so chemotherapy tablets um so i, I started the etoposide chemotherapy oral treatment mm. That was okay, 
but then it weren't doing the job. The tumors were still growing. So after after two cycles, I came off it and then put me on a different chemotherapy treatment, and that was temolizumide, and that was it was positive in one area, so the brain, the brain tumors. Yeah. But then in within the spinal tumors, they can continue to grow, and it was we're on a stage where it was serious now. And um, I went on a different treatment, and this treatment was chemotherapy, but intensive chemotherapy, IV. Mm. The risks were if the spinal tumor continued to grow, especially the the one in the cervical spine, it would cause me problems, but like paralyzed, and the list goes on. Yeah. So. Yes, I started the intensive chemotherapy. And yeah, with that, I was scared to go on it because it's the first time I'll be on chemotherapy IV. So I was, yeah, I was, I was scared. I, I didn't really know. And um, what I wanted to know is like, how successful will it be? But it didn't really have answers for that. So I finally went on it. And this was during the lockdown, so um, this July, mm-hmm. so the end of July. And yeah, there was a lot of side effects. And because it wasn't just one chemotherapy, it was four, four different chemotherapies. But then with treatment one, it would be the top side. Being Christine and cyclophosphamide. And then I'd have 22 days rest. And then being Christine and cisplatin. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember so, that. Wow. Yeah. So the my therapies were, they were intense. And yeah, from the first one, I, I did get a lot of side effects, a lot of side effects. And yeah, these side effects were, there weren't just small side effects. They were serious, so I got infection. And I had to, so the first treatment, like the duration was three days, well, it is three days. So I would, I would stay in hospital for three days. Mm. So, yeah, when I got the, when I got the side effects and um, infection, I had to stay longer than those three days. And that was, that was hard because um, in my mind was, uh, I can't get COVID because, yeah, it was very scary. Just, I just wanted to ask. I mean, you, um, two things. Number one, you said that you were scared. I didn't quite catch about the initial treatment. What advice? What information was given to you about the, the treatment that you were you were going to receive? Okay, so the information which I got it was it was helpful. Um, mm. Information from the hospital. Yeah, my, my CNS was, which was very helpful. K 
Karen. So those information were very helpful. And I, I've done my own research as well. I asked about on Facebook groups, mm-hmm. brain tumor, Facebook groups. I asked, has anyone had these chemotherapies? And I asked specifically as well, anyone who's had an ependymoma. Yeah, the response I got was very helpful. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, just one other thing, just just explain the, the side effects. What side what side effects occurred? So I got numbness, numbness in my hands, mm. and I couldn't, I couldn't make a fist anymore because of how numb my hands had gotten. It was one. Um, a side effect. Another one was um, headaches. Um, I'm trying to think. Constipation. That was a big side effect. Constipated for seven days in a lot of pain. And I, I had to take strong pain for that. The morphine, the paracetamol, I took a bit off. Yeah. And um, on another side effect was um, thrown up, so feeling sick. That was a big side effect. And with with that, it was difficult because some of the drugs for for like feeling sick or nausea what one of the drugs one of the side effects is constipation mm-hmm. so the constipation it came from different drugs so the chemotherapy and the sickness drugs yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly um you you've certainly been through a battle you're certainly going through a battle um, and to be able to sit here with me, with me and, and, and tell your story, you know, the way that you have, you're, 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 you're truly incredible. Um, how, how old are you, Tawanda? So I'm, I'm 24 years old. 24 years old. Just think about this. The 24-year-old young man and you have gone through all of that and you've coped with a cancer returning it's spreading the changes in treatment you know i need to ask this for somebody so young going through all of that what are your coping mechanisms i mean because wow you know um well how do you cope how do you get through day, you know, day to day? Yeah, that is my question. Mm-hmm. So they, they've changed over the years. Um, they've changed. Like some of them had, like, they've, they've been taken away. So, like, before, it was football. Football was, so before I was diagnosed, football Mm. A code mechanism, and I used I used to love football, playing football. But mm. then when I when I was diagnosed and had the surgeries, and had to learn how to walk again, yeah, um, I couldn't play football. I could barely even walk. Mm. So that got taken away, and 
even when I started to to like walk, talk, to run, and I'd recovered a lot, I still couldn't play football because of the surgery, mm. the area of the surgery. So that that got taken away. Yeah. Um, talking, talking is yeah. That was that was one, and um, yeah. Um, speaking to Liana, uh, my friend who passed. That was one because she had a similar. Treatment. She understood what I'm going through. And yeah, like speaking to her, and I, I spoke to her quite regularly so on the phone. That was one because she understood me a lot. And yeah, she passed. And I, I met her at Teens Night, so that, that's a character diary. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that got taken away. And then Jim became one of my coping mechanisms. So, mm. yep, I've got the gym, but I've pretty much done weights exercises because, um, yeah, running the treadmill and stuff, it was a bit difficult. Mm. But sometimes I'll, I'll be able to do it, but not for too long. Yeah, going to the gym two to three times, but then I, I couldn't go hard like everyone else like my age because fatigue has been a major side effect over the years so yeah. since 14. I still suffer from that now. That got taken away because of the shoulder pain and yeah my muscles had gone weak even though I was going to the gym but then they had gone weaker because of the side effect the humans so that got taken away I, I found when that got taken away I didn't know what else I could turn to yeah um and then yeah I was counseling that helped a lot then I was able to talk yeah that really helped and now that was quite and then after that, when when that finished, because that was that weren't for it weren't for a long time, but that helped. I was able to talk with someone from the from team tonight. I was able to talk freely, and I was able to talk with someone from the brain tumor charity. Mm. And I was able to talk from kids. So Liz Hudson, she was yeah. my good worker. And that, that really helped because, um, yeah, she was able to come and visit me and um, were able to go out for, like, to the cafe, like, near my And that was, that was really helpful. And then at the start of the year, in February, that, that's when the news of coronavirus and I, and yeah, when when that died, that yeah made it a lot more harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm 
what I could turn to. So that's when I I started my brand, and that was a coping mechanism. And I was I was able to just focus on that, even though I was going through yeah treatment and and those news about the coronavirus not down. I was able to focus on that and that really happened. So um sorry, explain a bit more, tell us a bit more about your brand. So my brand is called Rain Loved. Mm-hmm. And um I had an idea did want to start something like this over the past few years. The one a brand like that and yeah the reason for it was for creating it was I felt rare. Felt rare for for years. And I felt that I couldn't relate to many people. Mm. Like and even though I'd met a lot of people who have still couldn't really relate because what what I'd gone through, so like the brain surgery was different. So um, yeah, I just I felt rare over the past few and as time went on, um I noticed that a lot a lot of people did feel rare even though even though um even though they hadn't been through stuff but they felt rare and um people who have had cancer they felt like they couldn't relate. So that that's the rest. And with with that, um the, the rare side of it is to let people know that you might be feeling rare, but it's not only you who's feeling like that or who feels like that. There's a lot more other people out there. And the love side of it is I had some good I had some bad days and on those bad days what helped me keep going was feeling loved and and yeah from family and friends even yeah. though it might not felt like it but I was I was loved and it just took it took something for me to realize that yeah they're trying even though they couldn't repent, but they were yeah. willing to, yeah, um, that's what came and going. And at the start of the year, the start of 2020, in February, that's when I had the idea. I came up with the name Rare and Love. Powerful. Yeah. How it, it's a social enterprise. So, um, yeah. It's, it's a social enterprise, but how we've started off is by selling merchandise. So selling t-shirts at face masks now. And um, yeah, just to remind people that you might be rare, but you're lucky. And um, in the future, it's gonna turn into a support group and a lot more other things. Well, I mean, that's such a, a powerful message, and I, um, I've got the honour of having wearing one of your t-shirts. It's, it, 
amazing and, and and just to hear you explain more about what it what it portrays what that message portrays you know it's it means even more to me and i'm proud to be wearing your your brand i really am so so yeah um i also wanted to ask i mean we we're talking about coping mechanisms what why do you think why do you think black men rise is important I think it's it's very important because it's it's a space where where black men can be vocal and just tell their story. Yeah, because um, there isn't many charities which do that for yeah, yeah for black men. I mean, like you're you're open to go to it, then. From what I've noticed, with some of the charities, there isn't as many black men who work on. But um, yeah, with black men, right then, I think, yeah, a place where um, you can be vocal, where you can find other people who you can relate to. Uh, mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, brilliant, you know. Um, yeah, that that is, the reason why we're doing this you know so people such as yourself a uh, young black man going through what you've been through at, at such a young age been through so much and and each obstacle that has been put in front of you you've somehow amazingly you've, you've overcome one after the other and you know if if nobody is motivated or inspired by this you know there's there's something wrong because your story is incredible i, I just want to ask you know because we, we're coming up towards the end now what having gone through so much for someone so young what what's your outlook on life now my outlook on life is it's definitely changed from before i was diagnosed now well, yeah, to like the past few years. It's, it's strange because a lot of the things which I would have been worried about or wanted, they, in, in life, that not really important. And um, how I look towards life is being happy and having good health, that, that's mm. most important. And before, I'm not saying that I took the for granted, but um, I didn't look at how important having good health is and um, just being happy. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, the it could only go one way, and and you, at the moment, you know, you, you you are obviously embracing life. You know, as you mentioned, the small things, the little things, it's the little things that matter. And that's certainly what I experienced when when going off, off the after coming out of, of cancer, got on my journey and being in remission and everything else. You know what I mean? It's, it's so important and your, your outlook is, is so positive. Your story is positive. Thank you. You know, I keep praying that there continues to be improvement and your health continues to improve. I, I wanted to ask you as well, 
you know, you've touched on certain things that you're doing now. Tell us a bit more, a little bit more about your support group. So, so my, my support group, um, as in like the brand or? Yeah, what does it entail? So my, my brand, um, it's, it's a place. Um, at, at the moment, it's, I've just been doing it myself. In the future, I'm looking to have more and more people open to speak to others um, about what they're going through, um, if they just want to talk, if they want to just listen to other people. Yeah, the, the support group, it, just a place where um, that you can speak. Good, good, good. I mean, is, is, that, is that open to... Who's it open to? Is it specifically for those going through cancer, or is it um, anyone going through any any mental um, issues or whatever that they just need to talk? Is it open to everyone? You know. Yeah. So it's, initially, I was just going to target just people who have had cancer. Mm-hmm. But it's it's open to everyone. If you've had or have a health condition. If you've had some hardships, yeah, it's open to everyone. Um, if you if you feel rare, open yeah, to anyone, friends, supporters of someone been through something, and yeah, it's a place where you can get inspired as well. Because um, at at the moment, what we've what we've been doing is we've been posting inspirational posts so like people who have been and how they're coping now yeah like yeah reporters so um and there's been good response mm-hmm. yeah different people like people who have had cancer people who have had health condition yeah Oh, that, that sounds brilliant. That, that really does. This is, you know, this is this is another reason why we need a black men rising, because exactly what you've just said there, in terms of, you know, your your support group, it's, it's exactly what we need here, but on a much larger scale. So that is why black men rising is so important. Just a couple. Of questions before we close up i just want to find out when i ask you in terms of your health where are you at this point at this point um i've had five cycles of therapy treatment mm-hmm. and i'm just two away from completing the treatment but i might have a further a further few more yeah I, at the moment, yeah, I've I've had good on the chemotherapy treatment, and everything's been stable, and the brain tumors have shrunk. Oh, that's brilliant to hear. Brilliant. Yeah, it's mm. shrunk. Yeah, but um, I haven't had a MRI scan in the last almost three months. Okay. So um, yeah. I'm believing and I'm hoping that there's been further more 
positive response. Mate, with, you, with your fighting spirit and with everything that you've been through, um, I'm, I'm certain that it will be. And um, my, my, my prayers, and I'm sure everyone else, you know, will be, um, you know, that they'll be praying for you because um, your, your, your courage, your, um, you know, just, just being open, so open here, you know, um, it, it just shows your courage and, uh, and that, that courage deserves, um, you know, all, all prayers to be answered for you. So um, I'm sure everyone will join me in, in praying that your health will continue to improve and you will beat this, Tawanda. Amen. Your, 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 your courage certainly um, deserves that. I, I just want to finish by asking, where, where, can people, where can people find you? So all platforms, um, Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Tawanda. So D A W N D A forever. Mm -hmm. So that's Tawanda forever. And my brand is on yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Rare. So R A R and loved. Okay, brilliant. Tawanda. Thank you, thank you so much for being brave enough to, to come on this podcast and to tell your story in such, such detail. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. And um, I'm sure everyone will join me in praying that you, 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 you continue to improve and you continue to inspire. Good luck with your brand, good luck with the support group. and. Um, Thank you for supporting Black Men Rising. No worries. No yeah. worries. Yeah, thank you, Tuanda, and we will we will speak again. Yes, we will definitely. Definitely. Take care, Tuanda. Thank I you. Think. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you.